I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. Today on episode 76, I'm going to talk about a book that's really changed me. If you've ever wanted to make this life count and do something new, and yet you had a hard time sitting down to do it, you need to read the book I'm going to be talking about today. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no-regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. I've I've had an amazing January, and I, I hope you've enjoyed the programs this month on how to lead a church and the church growth uh, conference that that uh, Joel Pede and Joel Nagel and I did in 2019. One of the things I talked about in a previous episode is the friendship habit. And one of the things that I was able to do this uh, actually last week was spend time with Todd and Patty Assad and Chester and Sirikit Umaging. Todd and Patty lead the church in Dallas and, and Chester and Sirikit lead a church in Colorado Springs, Colorado. It was just a great time together. We spent about a week together building friendship. And spending time together, I, I had a vacation scheduled in December, but because of COVID, it got canceled. And so Todd called me and said, hey, we've all had COVID. Why don't we spend spend a week together? And that's exactly what we did. And it was awesome. It was great to spend that time with them. Today, we're going to be talking about books that have changed my life. And the, t- the title of the book I want to talk about today is The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Now, I'm a big, big book lover. I love to read. I read all the time. And there's just a lot of, there's a lot of great books, but there are a few that I go, oh, that this one really left a mark. This was a great one. And those type books I want to share with you because they're significant. And especially for, for you, because you want to live a no regrets life. You want to make this life count. And if you've been listening, you go, okay, it's easier said than done. Because when you try to really make changes and you start really trying to make a difference, immediately you feel like, whoa, why isn't it easier? Why is it so challenging? And why can't I get these things done? And so that's that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I want to start by just talking about why you can't get things done. You know, I'd wanted to write a book for a long time, and it had been on my bucket list for years. I just could never bring myself to sit down and knock it out. And so as a stand-in for writing, I started reading books about writing from authors who actually wrote something. And so I read Stephen King's book called On Writing. I read Anne Lamott's book called Bird by Bird. And then I also read this book by Stephen Pressfield called The War of Art. Now that's a play on the, on the, the old book by Lao Tzu, The Art of War. But his book gave a name to the reason I could never sit down and just translate my desire to write into the actual ability to start putting something on paper. And the word he uses is resistance. So let's talk about where resistance reveals itself. Pressfield wrote 
most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. Between the two stands resistance. And so for those who want to make this life count and live a no regrets life, it's essential to be able to identify what stands between our current life and the achievements and meaning we'd like to see happen. Resistance it's, it's kind of stands like the angel with a flaming sword that prevented Adam and Eve from getting back into the Garden of Eden. It's like you, you want to get, you want to be in this like paradise. You want to be in a place where you're really making a difference and you're living no regrets. And yet resistance holds us back. And so Pressfield, he kind of serves the same function as like that talking donkey in the story of Balaam. And remember that story? The, the donkey starts talking and the donkey sees the angel and he revealed the opposing angel that Balaam could not see. And I think in a way, Pressfield opens our eyes to the reason why we're having difficulty getting to where we really want to get to. And there were so many times when I was reading this book that I recalled resistance in my life that at the time I didn't really have a name for. I didn't understand why is it so hard to get this done? Why, why am I having a hard time focusing? Why do I keep on getting distracted? Why do I never seem to have the time for these things that really matter to me? And resistance is fiercest when attempting any of the following. Uh, writing, of course, other creative arts, whether it's, you know, whatever it might be, starting a new business or a podcast or an enterprise. Maybe, you, maybe you're thinking, oh, I want to start a new business or I want to do an online business and you can't really seem to gain traction. Well, resistance may be the culprit. Diet and health, okay? Lots of books out there and yet why is it still an issue? Because there's resistance. Spiritual disciplines, praying, reading the Bible. Why is it so tough? Resistance. Overcoming addictions, any kind of education, evangelism, reaching out to people. Why do we hesitate? Why, why, do, why do we find it so hard to talk to people, serving other people, getting out of ourselves and, and helping other people, taking the time to work through difficult or important relationships? Let's say you've got an issue with your wife. Why don't you just talk about it? Why do you keep on dancing around it? Resistance. And then just personal growth. Why is it so challenging to grow spiritually? Resistance is universal. Here's, here's the encouraging thing. No one escapes the power of resistance. And that's why so few people make this life count. Res resistance is also fueled by fear. The fear of failure, the fear of pain and suffering, the fear of the unknown. They all keep us from taking that first step to a more meaningful life. You know, when I considered starting the Rob Skinner podcast in 2020, Fear of the unknown almost succeeded in derailing me. I, I, I don't consider myself that strong in technology. I knew nothing about the equipment necessary, the recording, planning, interviewing, publishing podcasts. I had to learn as I went. And there were so many times when fear nearly stopped me, and I'm, I'm glad that I pushed through the resistance. Now, here's the good news. The good news is that resistance reveals what matters the most in your life? It's like the force you feel when you try to put two magnets together. Resistance gets the strongest the closer you are to your most prized dreams. And so Pressfield, the, the author, claims it's like a compass. Resistance is like a compass that points towards true north. Whatever you find most difficult to get started on or to maintain, 
is often the highest aspiration or most important calling in your life. So I'd like you to think about that. And I want you to think, what do I find difficult to get started? Or what, what are, where do I just go, I'd like to do this, but it's so tough. I, I just always find an excuse to not get into it. That feeling of resistance is probably pointing to the, the very thing that you need to concentrate on. The thing that'll produce the, the most growth, the most fruit, the most good things. And, and that's what you go, okay, that resistance, instead of turning away from it, I got to face it because that's where I'm going to see the greatest improvement in my life, spiritually or in business. And so let's, let's turn towards Jesus and how Jesus dealt with resistance. Jesus faced constant resistance to his mission from people, critics, requests for help. I love this passage, and I've used it many times, but look at how he overcame resistance in Luke chapter 4, in verse 42 through 44. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. The people were looking for him, and when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. So after healing people late into the previous night, Jesus wakes up early and is interrupted in his devotions by people who want him to keep healing and helping them. So he's left with a dilemma. Does he cave into the resistance or does he continue pursuing his highest calling? So what can we learn from this approach? Well, first of all, he, he utilized the morning to gain privacy and solitude. He pulled away from people. And typically the morning is a quieter time. People are in bed. And it's a great time to get away, to get clear, to get some time to think. His prayer and devotion clearly refocused him on the highest good. Now, Jesus was doing good, healing people, but there was something even more important to him than healing people, if you can imagine that. And that was preaching the word and getting the gospel out there. And so what does he do? He's, he, when he's, he's being torn, when he's feeling that resistance is coming from the desires of other people, to hijack what he wanted to do, he states his primary mission boldly. In fact, he doesn't even say, no, I'm not going to do that. He said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. Notice there he doesn't say no. Instead, he says yes to his mission, and he states it boldly. He says, this is what I'm all about. And so his leadership style was not reactive, non-reactive, self-directed. He, he determined where he was going. He set his agenda, and he didn't allow other people to hijack that agenda. They didn't hijack his time or his mission. And we face resistance from outside and from within ourselves. And this resistance keeps us from doing what's most important to us, whether it's reading the Bible, like you, you wake up in the morning, you sit down at your desk or wherever in your couch and boom, you check your phone and then you've got some text. And you're like, oh, I got to text this person back real quick. And then that leads to checking your email. And then you got to email that person back and you get like a full email box. And pretty soon, like all of a sudden the needs of others, you're not reading the Bible. You're anxious because you're worried about all these different situations or you, or you, the worst thing is when you, you know, you get a nasty email or a troubled one. Oh my gosh, this person's not doing well. Then it really goes out the window. It, that's why it ma makes it hard to pray. 
What are some other ways a resistance keeps us doing from what's most important to us, whether it's talking to our wives or talking to our kids or using the phone, having a family devotional? These are all areas that are important, sharing your faith, taking the time to learn new technology or skills. Let's talk about that right now. Okay, this is a time when everyone, especially if you're a small ministry leader, needs to be devoting time every single day to learning new technology or skills. You, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to realize the times they are a-changing. And, you know, what I've decided to do is part of my routine, I've added something new. I'm learning at least one new technological skill every single day. It's part of my morning routine. So I read my Bible, all that stuff, but then I get on YouTube and I'll type in, okay, you know, how to do home video skills or something like that. And, and I'm trying to learn something new every single day, man. It's so important. What else is important? Relaxing and vacationing. Guys, if you are like me, you're feeling the pressure. There's a lot of stress, especially because it's so uncertain. Starting a new church or ministry, that's important. Starting a new business, whatever it might be. You probably already know what you should be doing, but you don't do it consistently enough. You get caught up in the pressure of the moment, the urgency of other people's demands, and the internal pressure to avoid what matters the most to you. And I believe this capacity to overcome external and internal resistance is the single most important time management lesson and the greatest key to really be, to living a life of no regrets. So let's talk about how you can beat resistance. The author of this book finishes the book by offering strategies for overcoming resistance. And he recommends taking a professional approach to your highest ambitions. Professionals, he defines, put, put the time in day in and day out and don't wait for emotions to power them to do the hard work. They don't wait for their schedule to open up to, to get it done. I used this approach when I finally started my first book, How to Plant and Grow a Church. I originally called it Zero to 100, but then I thought, People don't, aren't going to really understand what it's about from that title, so I changed it to How to Plant and Grow a Church. During June of 2018, that's the hottest month where I live in Tucson, Arizona. So, I mean, it's just incredibly hot. It's total oven outside. And so I forced myself. I just said, okay, during the month of June, I'm going to write for three 45-minute blocks of time between 9 a.m. and 12 p.m. I did this for 30 days. And I forced myself to view it as a part-time job. And so I'd have my quiet time in the morning. And then I had to, quote unquote, go to work and sit at my desk for three hours. I could take a 15-minute break after my egg timer. I always use an egg timer to keep track of my time. And after it went off, after a 45-minute work session, I could just take a break. I could go for a stretch, use the restroom, read something fun or whatever. However, I couldn't do other work during that time period. And then I also kept a written log of how many hours I'd written each day and also how many words I'd written each day. And by the end of 30 days, I had about 40,000 words on paper. And that's how I overcame. I just, I, I realized, okay, it's resistance. The very thing that I'm running from is exactly what I need to force myself. I've got to become more professional about this. It's got to be kind of a job to me. And if you've got something in your life where you go, I really want to do this. I want to start this new church, or I want to start this new business, or I want to get this going, then you're going to have to get more professional, stop being an amateur about it, and go, okay, 
got to treat it like a job. Whether I feel like it or not, I'm going to put the time in and get it done. The War of Art gives you a vocabulary and a strategy for overcoming your greatest obstacle to making this life count. And whether you want to write a book, learn something new, or simply get closer to God, I hope you'll take time to read this book. If you're enjoying this podcast, let me ask you a favor. Let your friends know about it and how to find it. Tell your church friends, please spread the word. Please keep praying for the Flagstaff mission team in the summer of 2021. We're still looking for team members. If you know people that would be good for that, please contact me. You can always reach me at robskinner.com. My goal is to inspire you to make this life count, live a no regrets life, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day and make this life count.